to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's all of it. Also, spoiler alert, we'll be discussing spoilers as usual. Here's your warning. I'm Ashley. I'm Alex. And we took a little bit of a break. Yeah, we're busy. We're Leave tired. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't even know. We're lockdown number two, just living our lives, it, working full time. It's hard. And we took a break, and that's okay. And you didn't really mind. I bet you didn't. <laughs> Certainly you didn't speak up if you did. <laughs> Nobody said a thing about it. So, it's really on you. Right? Oh my uh, god. Oh. oh my god. Oh my god. What is happening? It's an ad on my phone for my 5-Minute Master, so... Oh. Exciting. <laughs> well, first, we're getting Hygge. Yeah. And I gotta say... <laughs> well, oh my god! <laughs> You, it's one of those sites where it's like, we talked about this, right? Yes. How do I end that? Playing in the corner. You don't, apparently. Just turn your volume down. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> well, normally I do that for this show anyway, but I've forgotten. It's anyway, been a while. Higa. Yeah, we're pretty Higa in here right now. We put up the Christmas lights after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Tree number one is ready. It's yes. just a foot tall white tree with pink ornaments. I- I'd say it's a good Foot and two half. and a half. Two and a half feet? Two okay. feet, something like that. Yeah, it wouldn't fit on the shelf, so it's on the bookshelf. Yeah, and it's cute, and it's got pink, and the cat wants it so badly. Oh my gosh, okay. So I was just putting, it's got like 15 ornaments on it. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. nothing, really. It's the tiniest. Um, But the cat was going so crazy. Like He wanted it he, more than As anything. soon as he woke up and saw me fiddling with the branches, he was like, Eyes dilated, mm-hmm. ready. So I moved. New thing to bite. Yes. Yeah, so I moved from the coffee table to the table. Uh huh. And then I had to do the thing where we push the chairs push up. Push the, the chairs table. in so he can't climb up. So he couldn't get up there because he's still too little to jump from the ground. Yes. Um, and God, so I, I just, I, I hope the day never comes that I know. he can make that. Or the kitchen counter. <laughs> oh, no. At least it's, they're kind of high. They are kind of high, but this thing is a monster. He is. He's right here with us, and for now, he is docile. And well behaved, and if we'll see. If you hear me, like, kick the table that the mic is on, it's because he was biting my foot and it tickles. Yeah. For now, he's, uh, he's being calm. So we've got our hoogly little cat. We've mm-hmm. got our lights. We got, you picked out two candles today. Yep. My two newest ones, they're Opal House. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of fallish. You smells. know, you know what we like. Yeah. We're yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. You've got an iced tea today. Yeah. I already made it. I was thirsty. Well, I've got my uh, rose hips rivus, and we're ready to hear your five-minute masters. You're very noisy. Yeah. It, oh, my God. Look at this. It's like playing the ad. On your fucking closed lock screen. Wow. <laughs> oh, hey, let me exit out finally. Oh, good. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Tell me. About a new organ that was accidentally discovered. A human organ? Yes. Oh, my God. What? Um, so, uh, scientists in the Netherlands were looking for, they were doing research on prostate cancer. Great. Um, and they were, um, injecting a, uh, what's it called? It's a, uh, a, a radioactive tracer mm-hmm. to bind to a protein called PSMA, which is found in elevated levels in prostate cancer cells. Sure. It's also found in saliva, salivary tissue. Okay. Um, so while they were looking for these cancer cells with this thing in this, the scans, they found, oh, what's that lighting up in the human throat? A new organ. New salivary glands we didn't know about before. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there, there were a salivary gland would be. Right. But then we didn't know they were there before. (laughs) What? (laughs) And, um... What's important about this is often when somebody has like mouth or a cancer of the of the face, mm-hmm. they do some they do it strategically to avoid salivary glands uh, for radiation, mm-hmm. so that they, they damage them. To, right, you need those. You need those. They're very important. So they think because this previously hasn't been protected in mm-hmm. radiation like that, it has affected patients. Right, and they're able to ability to masticate. Uh huh. So, um, it's random and prostate cancer researchers found it. 
Uh-huh. Wow. In the throat. Right. What are you doing in there, prostate researchers? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but it's good. It's good for, yeah. for you know, the future of uh, oral cancer yeah, health. Yeah, that's and, super important. Yeah. Random and great. Yeah. So and you- imagine being that researcher. They're like, we're doing such great work. We're trying to understand prostate cancer better. They're like, oh, hey there. A new organ I can name after myself. <laughs> new salivary gland. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, they think it helps um, with salivation at the top of the thro- top of the mouth. Oh, okay. Sort of up near the nasal cavity. Yeah, I don't know if it's... I don't remember where it's located. I can see if I can find the picture. Um, but yeah, it's new. Hot new organ Hot just new dropped. organ alert. <laughs> <laughs> They're located at the base of the skull. Oh, weird. And small and though visible to the human eye, uh, were not picked up... By very sensitive imaging. Wow. Yeah. Just the secretest secretion. Just very, very, um, uh, yeah. Just secret little, secret little organs. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you some, about something you might, you might have some familiarity with. I'm not sure. Do you know, have you heard of sylphium? Is that the, is that the ingredient that that one guy used in that one old timey <laughs> you may so yes and no sylphium probably doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah it was in that baking mm-hmm, channel you like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the gay guy that one's being saved for my recommendation later <laughs> so we're gonna talk about sylphium right now so um it it was a plant that was used very popularly during classical antiquity um particularly throughout the roman empire um they use it for every fucking thing. They're like, it's good for, like, bones. It's, I mean, you know, you talk to Pliny the Elder and he'll tell you anything that can be used for anything. But they used it um, in food as a seasoning, but it was also used as, like, a perfume. Uh, it was obviously used for medicinal purposes because everything was medicine mm-hmm. in antiquity. It, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was cocaine. <laughs> because when cocaine hit it big... In the West, uh-huh. it was used for everything. Everything. Um, well, this also apparently functioned as an aphrodisiac. Yeah. And which... potentially um, a contraceptive. Which is very funny. Isn't it? Everybody was on the pill. So. Uh... <laughs> it's a boner pill and a boner killer. <laughs> well. Yeah. Contraceptives aren't meant yes, to make I know, your. I know. I, I, I was plain speech. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it was uh, really important to the trade of the North African city, uh, Cyrene. Um, Cyrene basically functioned as a sort of a waypoint, like in the middle of the empire. So, like, everything had to go through Cyrene. And so they got pretty rich. Um, and one of the things that helped them get really rich was uh, Silphium. Uh, also called uh, Lazar or Lazarpicium. Um, specifically, the resin was used. Um, so it's probable that it was related to giant fennel. So it was that kind of a, an herb, like a flowering herb. Uh, but it was so valuable. Like, it was extremely prized. And apparently, like, they couldn't really cultivate it. Yeah. It's unclear exactly why, but, like, there are, you know, certain plants that we know that you can't really cultivate, like huckleberries. Mm-hmm. If you try to plant them from seed, uh, they won't fruit. They, they only fruit if they grow, they reproduce via their roots. Okay, so it's like, hey, I'm doing my own thing, you leave me alone. Right, you just, you can't really farm it yeah. efficiently. Kind and of like plants that, like, fire is what... Right. Are German, you know, that yeah, sort of that kind of thing where it's just like, especially for, you know, people in antiquity, they just really couldn't, couldn't figure it out, make it happen. So, um, a, uh, another plant that was used sort of interchangeably, um, the Romans kind of considered them the same thing was, um, asafetida, which you can actually still get that does exist. So if you are curious what Silphium was like. What might it might have been like. Yes. I mean they like they they were so interchangeable that they actually used the same word mm-hmm. in Rome to refer to both of them. 
So probably they were pretty yeah. similar. So you can go and get some asafetida. Apparently it's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were they were into that stuff. Uh so they it ended up going extinct uh as you can imagine just from like people using it too much because they were just wild about it and they couldn't really cultivate it and also they like grazed animals on it because they thought it would like make them better make them make them nicer so uh (laughs) of course um yeah it was used for all kinds of medical purposes uh you know coughs or throat indigestion aches and pains warts you name it uh, Silphium could do it. So, um, though it, it was particularly um, associated with being like a, an, an abortifacent or a contraceptive, and that's not necessarily out of the question because, um, like, different species in the parsley family have estrogenic properties, um, like wild carrot mm. actually has been known to act as an abortifacent. So... It's very possible that this did work, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ate it. They loved it. They <laughs> they cooked with it. They cleaned with it. <laughs> they did everything. Uh, and it has been linked to the symbol that we now recognize as a heart. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting Yeah, so too. apparently the um, some part of the... The flower uh, or the seed yeah, or the seed or something was shaped like that, and like uh, Cyrene coins were stamped with that shape. Yeah, and people loved it so much. They're like, "Oh, hey, this is a symbol for love." Well, I mean, it was associated with like oh, an, that's right. being an aphrodisiac, aphrodisiac and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's possible that the connection between Silphium and sexuality caused that shape to come to represent love. Which is crazy. It's very crazy. Uh, super, super interesting stuff. It's like stuff. the story of the guy who invented the smiley face. Yeah. But even weirder. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Silphium. Uh, I kind of want to try Asafetida because uh, it just sounds really weird. And I want to <laughs> know what ancient people ate like. Because you have to imagine, like, their food was just... Just boring or well, really bad. just really different from yeah. what, our tastes. Yeah. So, like... I gotta know. <laughs> so that's that's Sylphian. What was that mill joke that what we were watching something something with mill joke like flower mill? Oh, it was the let's game it out. He was milling flour. Oh, what did he say? He, I don't remember now. Well, I don't either. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's game it out. <laughs> <laughs> Random recommendation. Uh, okay, so the, the the thing is the main dish today. <laughs> we decided. We had to watch the lesbian Christmas movie. And I love that that's the title because the the actual title is so vague. Yeah. Season's Greetings? Happiest Season. Yeah, it's just a bad title. That means nothing. Yeah, I mean, it comes from the song, It's the, the hap- hap- Happiest Season of All. So, yeah, it's stupid. It's a bad title. It's completely forgettable. And turns out the movie sucks. I would rate it higher than sucks, but still bad like it's not like wretched right it's a film it functions (laughs) it functions you can watch it you might giggle but it's probably gonna make you mad if you're like us it's gonna make you mad yeah everyone everyone's mad about it yeah so if you decided to steer clear of it which i don't blame you uh it is the story of kristen stewart abby yes i saw a tweet it was like in what world would Kristen Stewart, somebody who looks like Kristen Stewart, be named Abby? Abby. Who wrote this? Uh, yes. Abby and her girlfriend, Harper, mm-hmm. are young professionals and lesbians. <laughs> and out on a Christmas tour yes. of the city they live in. It, well, it's I ima- it's like one of those like light tours. Yeah. Like, you know, Portland does Peacock Lane and mm-hmm. stuff. It looked like a pretty underwhelming Christmas light tour. I was yeah. like, that just looks like a normal street. <laughs> yeah. This is not Peacock Lane. No, this is not this is also not like a big city. Yeah, did it say where they're from? I think it did, but I don't remember. I don't care. It wasn't important. It's fucking New England or something. <laughs> well they eventually that's where they go for the holidays, but I don't know what city. I mean, if in. she could take 
an Uber. That's true. Well, no, but the Uber was. It was going to be a lot of money, dollars. so it's like you know they went to a different state or yeah, something. Yeah. But like it's that general area. Yeah, yeah it's got to be New England. So anyway, Harper loves Christmas. Abby doesn't for a good a, reason. Yes, for a good reason, which isn't stated yet. But um, she's trying to get her girlfriend into the spirit, and Girls. they have a fun lesbian adventure that involves climbing onto a stranger's roof. Yeah. Which is like red flag number one for Harper, I yeah, think. Yeah. Like it's it, supposed to be like fun and adventurous. Yeah, but I also but they don't do a good insane. job of showing this. I believe in that scene she had to have been just drunk. <laughs> and not just because of her actions, but because the next morning she's like, Oh, I need what to did get, I, do? I need to change her mind about she what was, I told her. She was Christmas drunk. She was, she was drunk on Christmas <laughs> spirit. She was <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so they have an adventure and they make out and Harper's like, hey, I, you know I'm going home to visit my family for Christmas. You should come with me, Abby. And Abby's like, I don't know. And she's like, no, it'll be wonderful. You'll see. I want to yeah, wake up to Christmas film Christmas. Because she's so Christmas yeah. drunk. So uh, uh, Abby fall agrees. Off the, yeah, Abby yeah. agrees. Oh, Abby they, they falls off the roof and then the, the people that live there are like, hey. Having weird kinky reindeer sex because it's a Christmas movie. It's an irreverent <laughs> Christmas movie. That was a weird moment. Anyway, so next day, Abby's like, uh, you know what? I'm going to get into it. Like, I'm fully, I'm going to jump in with both feet and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be here for you because I'm a good fucking partner yeah. and this is clearly important to you. So I'm going to try to find what makes it special for you and feel that too. Yeah. And Harper's like, well, hey now, don't Actually, get so hasty. I was I'm remember- Christmas drunk. I'm rem- I'm, I was Christmas drunk and I'm remembering why this is a terrible idea. Of course, she doesn't say that. What she, she says say is, you really don't have to if you don't want to. Because she's, she's awful. She's, she's terrible. God, this I is the her. greatest hate watch movie. It, it really is. It's a treasure of a hate watch. So let's skip ahead because there's just a lot of details that you know we can we can gloss yeah. over. Dan Levy's there. His Dan Levy's John. yes, they're they're good friends. He's funny. He hates the patriarchy. Uh, Abby decides that she's going to do the old fashioned thing. Ask for. Harper's dad's permission to marry her and propose on Christmas morning and it's going to be sweet and heartwarming and hallmark and everybody's going to have a great time and then on their way to Harper's family's home Harper drops the bombshell that she never came out to her parents she lied to Abby about that and she's taking her home under the pretense that they are both straight women and just roommates (laughs) and roommates in a one bedroom apartment yeah uh so harper sucks yes and she's a bad liar immediately like i think the movie's trying to play it off as like you know oh she wasn't ready and so she lied a really big lie like bad bad like these are adult women yeah you know it's not like these are teenagers or something or they're not even like you know but we do sort of see we see the toxic shit that would cause her to feel this way but like i think we talked about this like you know, I could be more sympathetic under other circumstances, but, like, you know what? This woman doesn't rely upon her family financially. She lives completely separate from mm-hmm. them. She clearly doesn't see them very often. Yeah. So, like, it's not like she's in any position of danger, danger yeah. in coming out. It's just that she's like, but mom and dad will be disappointed that I don't want to marry their favorite boy. Like, yeah, it's it's weird and shitty, and it's... There are circumstances that I would be much more sympathetic to. Yeah, we discussed, like, oh, everybody knows, or at least you should Mm -hmm. know, everybody comes at their own pace. Yes. You shouldn't force people, you shouldn't out people, all of that, all that stuff. In this case, when you're lying to your partner about... About being out to her About being out to your your family and parents, um... And, like... And you're forcing your partner to lie. Yeah, and also... Once you get there, continually putting off actually coming out. Uh-huh. Like, she's like, oh, I'll do it after Chris. I'll do it after Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, when's that? Yeah, like, when are you? You're never going to do no, this. No, exactly. You're never going to do this. It's, it's not like. And she absolutely wouldn't have if she yeah. hadn't been forced to. Yeah. But then can you imagine if they had got married? What are you telling your parents now? Well, and then, and then I, and I think that she wouldn't. I think that she wouldn't. She wouldn't, like, yeah. God, I hate I know. This. She'd be like, oh, let's elope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. She's a horrible person. She's a horrible person. Um, and she's a horrible family. Okay, yes. She's... So we get to New Englandsville. 
The biggest New England ass house. It's like three wings. All red brick. All red brick. You'd get lost. The waspiest, worstest family, except for Jane. Yes. Jane has done nothing wrong. Yeah. So the mom is gorgeous. She's just your perfect fucking housewife. New England housewife. Wife of a future politician. Yeah. Yes. The dad is on the city council. He's running for mayor. He's that one guy. Yeah. He's great. He's great in uh, real life and yes. in other things. He's a great actor. I like him a lot. He's really kind of the least personality of all the family members. He's just a white dad. Yes. <laughs> He's just a wealthy white dad. Yeah. The mom is very controlling, but in like a sickly sweet way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the wasp mom Like it's mom all planned. Way. It's all the, planned. The absolute wasp mom. Uh, you've got the wretched sister, Alison Brie. Alison, this is a. I really like Alison Brie in this role because it's so different from her right, other stuff. Right, she's awful. She's dreadful. She looks stunning. Her hair is just like flat iron. Yes, yes, and she's got her beautiful mixed race family. Yes, her twins and then her husband. Yes, and she's awful. And she and Harper are like always perma competition yes. mode. Yes, and it's like that's another red flag. Like that's like to the point. If it's, you're fighting with your adult sister, yeah. Like, like in public, constantly. Not mm. not like oh, this is one thing we fight about. It's like constantly. Everything is a and fight. Like physical, physically, physically fighting, fighting, racing each other. on the ice rink, <laughs> like slamming like, into me. Like I get that it's a comedy. I get that it's a rom com. But like, uh-huh. but like you have to be like, oh, ah, this is just well, this one scenario. Where it's funny. Here's why the tone fucking sucks because some you gotta commit either this is a crazy wacky movie where people can have physical fights on the ice skating rink in public or it's a serious movie where people have their their private jealousies and their exes and that's like you you're do you're doing both yeah like i can't if you want me to believe in the serious stuff then i have to invest as much in the crazy stuff mm-hmm. and that makes these people look absolutely, absolutely. certifiable yeah like yeah, yeah. and also it, it, it's less noticeable but the music doesn't fit either mm. like there's not like quirky fun music happening in some of the f- funny scenes where right like, am i is this supposed to be funny like i'm not getting a cue right well and here's where i think the fucking what it boils down to is they were trying to do the gay movie, mm-hmm. but also a stock rom-com. Yeah. And the gay movie is the serious part, is the the grounded dramatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, just do a rom-com, a regular rom-com, make them gay. Yeah. Like, that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. But when you try to do a gay movie yeah. and a rom-com at the same time, no. Yeah. No. Like, what if what would happen if... None of the coming out stuff was there. Just her family is nuts. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like a like a meet wh- the parents. Yeah, that would have been f- but funny. It's gay. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> but no, there's like this pressure and like yeah, it's Kristen a- Stewart is spending the whole movie just like alone. She's so in- fucking gaslit. <sighs> like I can't. It's oh, I awful. And you know what drives me up the wall too? Because like I want to like Dan Levy's character. I want to like John. He's great. He's funny. He's sort of the voice of reason. Who's there to be like. Hey, the situation you're putting yourself into willingly is fucking insane and you shouldn't be there and I love you and you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. But then in the end, he's like, "Well, give her a chance." Give her a- no. Yeah. John should say, "Get in the car, Abby. We're driving away. <laughs> Don't engage." Yeah, like, yeah. why is he encouraging this at the end for no reason other than fucking plot? Yeah, it's just a plot. It's just a plot. No one would want that as their in-laws. God no. They're awful. Like even without the fucking homophobia shit, like yeah. they which just they get suck. over relatively quickly. Like yeah, at the end. it's extremely Cause, weird because like ultimately it doesn't. Well, because what it comes down to is they're probably not homophobic at all. Yeah, they probably don't care. It's just about image and yeah. what other people think of them. What other people think of them? They're not uncomfortable with their daughter being gay. They just don't like how it would reflect on them. Yeah sucks too and then we got to talk about jane yes poor, the poor youngest sister jane she's great she's creative she's fun 
She has ten times more personality mm-hmm. than anyone else in the movie. She's a lot, but it's just because she's so she's very... She's overcompensating. She's so very lonely. Mm-hmm. She needs just to be given some love, and she seems to fucking get sorted once if somebody takes her seriously. Yeah. Meaning John, because mm-hmm. he's a book publisher. He's like, oh, you're everything. <laughs> yes, he's like, you have a book? Oh, uh, yes, I'm a, I'm an agent. Let's do it. And then a year later... She's I, also a decent painter. She's a great painter. That yeah. painting was beautiful. Like, if, I would love to have a beautiful, you know, hand It's like a shop window yeah, decorated it's the, for it's Christmas. It's the main street of their town. Yeah. I would love to have something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just fucking... Rip it. Wreck it. Like, in the most stupid rom-com way... Harper fucking bashes it over her sister's, her sister's head. head. And, like, Jane is justifiably heartbroken. She says, you know, I spent a hundred hours on that. Mm-hmm. And then, in the end, when everybody's just making up because it's the end of the movie, she, they're just like, we're really sorry about your painting. It was really nice. And she's like, thanks, guys. And that's it. Yeah. People do insane fucking awful things in and this movie. And they get movie. away with it. They just fucking get it with, like, the kids. The kids. Okay. okay. So we got to get back on track. <laughs> so we're in <laughs> New Englandsville. In the mall. It, it, so uh, Abby is at the mall looking for a white elephant gift. Yeah. Because the family does an obnoxiously large white elephant party that would take five ever. It would It would be the worst. Like, I can't stand a white elephant. It's like all the who's who and all their neighbors. And, and it's just, oh God. It it's would like take 50 so people at this party. It would take... So long. It would take so long, and it and it just nobody would get would get anything they wanted. No, awful stuff. So, so she's shopping she's with Allison Brie. With Allison Brie the and only her kids, ones who came. And Allison Brie is like, I have to go do another errand. Can you watch my kids? Yeah. And they're in a jewelry store, and Abby's doing her best. She's like trying to get the kids. Yeah, in the kids are just it. A little rotten. They're awful. They're just spoiled and, little kids. Yeah, and she's like, Hey, you guys want to help me pick something out? Like, what do you think would be a good white elephant gift? She's doing her very best. Yeah. And these awful children do the thing. They frame her for... For shoplifting. They put a necklace in her bag. And then it fucking turns into nonsense. Turns into fucking Paul Blart mall cop. I know! I'm so mad. That was the moment (laughs) where I was just like, fuck this movie. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it completely. Because it takes the comedy and makes it it, utterly serious. It it goes way too far. Well, because it's like... It's it's the stupid fucking thing where the mall security is like, man, put the bag down, put the bag down. And it's like, first of all, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're in heightened crazy town. Yep. But we weren't before. We were yeah. in serious town. Like, I can't deal with these tonal shifts. And yeah. they do a super annoying scene where she's being interrogated by the too big for their britches mall cops. Yep. And they're funny, but... It's but it's not, not, not this movie. movie. Not good for it's the not movie. It's not this movie. No. It's fucking Bridesmaids. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's mm-hmm. not this movie. Uh, it drove me insane, and then there are like actual serious consequences for this insane, unbelievable happening. Right? Because it's like then the family's like, "Well, she shouldn't come to the dinner," and then she goes out with the her girlfriend's ex for drinks, and then it's like this dramatic, like jealousy thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like it came from the most preposterous. You know how to fix that? Just fucking take out all the wackadoo stuff, and just have like. A moment, because she, like, was seen by the fucking yeah. important lady. Mm-hmm. So she just, like, you know, the thing beep, 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 beep goes off. and maybe yeah, it's a, awkward a, enough. It's awkward and enough. And rumors spread. Yes, because she sees this happen and maybe the associate yeah, comes up and it's like, uh, ma'am, do you maybe have something in your bag? Right, yeah. And, like, awkward make and it, waspy. like, a real thing yeah. and have the woman see and be like, oh, this trash Clutch girl. Pearls. This trash girl is shoplifting yeah. at my fancy mall. Rather and than this, this heinous... This insane situation with the mall cops. It and they're just interrogating her in, like, the back room, too. Right. And the other guy comes in. Like, it's like blood. a fucking warehouse. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. And it doesn't feel right. No. It just, it's just from a different movie. Yeah, they wrote two movies and mushed them together. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. So, I'm mad at this film. And I'm mad at its ending, especially. Yes. Uh, anyway, Aubrey Plaza's here. Aubrey Plaza's everything. So, Aubrey Plaza is the only good... Well... One of the, like, three good things about the movie. Uh-huh. She's the only, like, completely good thing. Yes. She is Harper's ex from high school, who Harper 
betrayed. betrayed in a gross, icky way. Right. And like you would, I, I would absolutely say, well, people are awful when they're 14. They do stupid things that they would grow out of. Except but she clearly the, is the same person. Yeah. She clearly is the same person now mm-hmm. that she was when she was 14. Yep. And, uh. Aubrey Plaza is real chill about it because she's an adult, an adult who's grown. Right. It's been like fucking over 10 years. Like she's. Yeah. Um, And she's still in the same social circles as the family. Like she's their neighbor's daughter or something. Yeah. Like they're all. Yeah. Still a community and she's fucking killing it with her leather pants. Like she's so Her hair is perfect. She hangs out at drag bars. She shops at places that aren't the mall. Her eyes are piercing. She is Aubrey Plaza. She's Aubrey Plaza <laughs> and she's just so much and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's extremely cool and And Abby sort of makes a friendship with her. Yeah. Because she's the only stable thing happening in this place. And I love that it's like, as much as we're like, dump Harper, get with her. It's like, they don't they, force they don't it on cross us. any lines. Right? They don't cross they just, any they're lines. They're just friends. They have a drink together and chat. And, and like, you know And get advice from each other. Yeah, because uh and I'm forgetting uh the character's name. Oh yeah, I don't know the name. It's Aubrey Plaza. <sighs> yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Um she's Riley. Riley, thank you. Yeah, all of these people get these great lesbian names and then Abby. <laughs> uh <laughs> Riley's like, Hey, you might want to know what happened between her and I. Yeah. Just Full it's disclosure. Fucked up. It's fucked up and like full disclosure because, you know, you want to be with this person and I dated this person, mm-hmm. so here's what happened in our relationship. Uh and she's fucking cool. And they don't fucking cross any lines yeah. like Harper does with fucking Colin or whatever the fuck his Ugh, name is. Okay, yeah. So while Abby's out with Riley at this drag bar. Harper is out with her, like, high school friends at... At, a fu- at Fratty's. Fratty's Sports Bar till 2 in the morning. Hanging out with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, who the, her whole family is, like, trying to set her back up with. Yeah. And he's desperate for it. And she's, like... <laughs> totally is, leading him on. Yeah. and And being really uncool. Like, she could just literally be like, hey... I'm not in... Like, she didn't even have to come out to him. Yeah, she, she could just like, be like, I'm not totally, really looking for that right yeah, now. Yeah, but she's keeping her options open. Because she sucks. Because she probably is like, well, you know... He's my, my fallback if my gay life blows up. Yes. Awful. Awful. Like, you feel bad for Colin. Yeah, he deserves... He deserves... He deserves someone not to lead him on. Yeah, somebody He's who fine. likes him like John. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were talking about how the twist should be everyone turns out to be gay. Yeah, and and even the person that they're, like, leading you to believe is going to be gay isn't gay. Right? That. Yes, yes, Alison Bree's husband. He's clearly got a fucking secret. Yeah, he's effeminate. He has, they have, like, a basket. They, a a, a curated gift experience business. <laughs> yeah. And he, it's like, okay, clear. Th- we were like, this he's guy's going to turn out to be gay. He's going to fucking make out with John or yeah. something. But no, he's... No. Cheating, she, or no, because they're separated. They're separated. He just has a secret relationship with another woman. Yeah, and it g- gets out that they're divorcing, and that's their big secret: is that they're divorcing. <laughs> like what? Shame upon the family. Yeah, I mean, God, like, and it. The whole time, I was kind of wondering because so much of this, I was just like, so, right. like, fucking so. Would they really be this wound up about these little things? But then I think, like, maybe some people are like that. Yeah. Like. But also, like. It's so not the world they have a great. Re- the family has a great relationship with Riley. And they're not, like, behind her back being like, oh, look at that, Leslie. You know? They don't say any mean things. That, well, that, there is a snide comment at when there they is. go to dinner that first time when Colin is there when they run into they're they're like it's a shame about her though like she's so bright and so one so lovely she's a doctor yeah it's really a shame about her yeah like what yeah so like is it just that that's so outside of our realm of experience that like we're just thinking this is crazy when actually that is a lot of people's lived experience i don't know we should probably look up another hate watch would be like watching a straight person on youtube reacting to this yeah, yeah. I want to know what people. I want to know about people who liked it. <laughs> I want to know about people who liked this. Because you know me about movies. I like a lot of movies. Sure. Movies that don't deserve it. Sure, but like, and this you, has likable moments. Sure, sure. 
it it, it made me giggle for but sure. But it's atrocious as a whole. It, the the messaging behind it destroys me. Oh god, that me. ending. The ending is so toxic. <laughs> and also just like nothing too. So basically, let's let's yeah, describe let's it. just get through it. <laughs> so the family blows up. Uh, At the Sloan, big white elephant, yeah. Sloan, the oldest sister. That's her name. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> it's way more lesbian than Abby. <laughs> I know. Uh, but they would have known it, that uh, yeah. Kristen Stewart was gay. Oh my gosh! And that last outfit she's into the at the suit. party. It's the gayest <laughs> suit. Uh. Yeah, I saw a tweet. It was like, uh, "What do I dress up as at a party if I'm pretending to be straight?" And then it just shows you that the was... suit with the buttons all the way down <laughs> and, and, the, just... and the bow tie untied. Oh. <laughs> oh. So yes, the family blows up at the white elephant. They make a scene. They Everybody's make a, outed. They make a fool. Yes, everybody, and and then you know the party. Everybody leaves very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And um, Abby runs off with escapes with John. And after Sloane outs Harper, Harper denies it. Oh, with God. Abby in the room. Okay, so yes, like <sighs> coming out is very hard. But she also, at the beginning of the movie, she's like, I won't lie. I won't, I won't lie. lie. We're just not going to tell the truth. Yes. That's a lie. That's a straight and up that's how I feel lie. about, like, I don't like coming out to everybody I ever, I ever meet. But if they ask me, I'm be like, yeah. Because right. it's weird and if And with you your fucking partner right there, when you promised you would tell. And she's on her, she's at her last straw. Right. She's already, like, fed up. And, you know. And she's been at, very patient. At this point, you know, Harper has said, I will do this. I just need a little more time. Okay, fine. But when this happens, you don't lie. Like, that's your moment. Yeah. That's your moment. She, and that's if you, your moment to be like, what if I am? Look at her. She's gorgeous. Yeah, but like... You could have you, saved if it. You, if you lie then, that means you were never going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you it's didn't in, mean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, turns out everyone is a disgrace because Jane just already was one because she's a creative she's free the black spirit. Sheep. Yeah, she's the black sheep. She's the she's clingy, the rainbow little, sheep. She's, she's a little bit clingy. Like that's her. That's her only flaw, and it's because of her awful family that she's like that. That's not really like what she's about. Yeah, that's just what she resorts to to get attention from. What she is is a very interesting creative person she's a writer she's an artist she's really devoted to what she does and she she's tries to take nice. care of her family she's nice she's a good fucking person she's the only one without a secret because she's just living her life the way she wants yeah. to mm-hmm. and meanwhile you know sloan and harper are just fucking tearing each other's hair out in clumps <laughs> awful shit uh but then you know mom and dad have a about how you know we've been we've been so worried about having a picture perfect life that we haven't lived life on our own terms. <laughs> I want to do karate, uh, and John takes Abby out for like a serious talk. Yeah, and it's kind of a nice talk, you know, when he's like. You know, everybody has their own coming out, and it's hard, and you and I both know mm-hmm. how different it can be for different people and how hard it is, how challenging it is for some people. Um, and he's like, okay, I'll take you. And and, and then during this talk, Abby decides she's going to leave. Yeah. She's like, you've betrayed me. That's it. I can't take anymore. I love you, but this, this clearly can't work. Mm-hmm. And John... And Abby leave. Mm -hmm. He's going to take her home. And you're like, yay. Oh, thank God. Get out, girl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We were comparing this movie to Get Out. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Except if, in the end, they got married. (sighs) Chilling. So, yeah. Then fucking Harper decides to fucking do the... Chaser thing. Yeah. And catches them at a gas station. Yeah, she uses... uh, Yeah. She tracks her using the... John taught her how to fucking track people. That's a a pretty funny running joke. That is a very funny running joke. John just is tracking his friends all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's the big fucking... Yeah. Please give me a chance. Her speech, though, is so 
short and, and toxic. weak and it's toxic. It's so fucking toxic. Like, the dad's, like, apology speech at the end on Christmas morning is better yeah. than her apology speech. Because mm-hmm. she's just doing the fucking thing that, like, abusive, toxic people do where they're like, I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. And I, I promise that you're the only thing that matters. And it's like, you know what? That's too much. Show, I show don't tell. And, like, I just don't believe you. Like, right. you, that would be a day-to-night switch. You can't do that. You know, if you're going to... You have to promise to change, but you have to be realistic about what you're promising. Yeah. You know, to say, like, it, nothing like this will ever happen. Like, yes, like, it will. You were raised this way. Yes, it will. This is who you are, and you can grow and change, but not overnight like yeah. this. And, of course, fucking John encourages abby to take her back because it's a rom-com yeah and of course this is all happening at love's gas station (laughs) because we have to be on the nose about it and they all go back home to waspville and have christmas together and the children apologize for framing abby for shoplifting and they are forgiven and then dad comes down and he's like I thought about it a little bit. And I've decided that, you know, I was doing all of this for this political shit, and you guys actually matter more to me, and I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's tested immediately. And passes. And passes. So it turns out dad is better than Harper. <laughs> Wasp dad potential mayor is a better person than our love interest. Whom he raised. Right. Uh, like, God, I'm mad at this movie. Yeah, it's it's bad. And then it does like a year later. Right. It? We get like a we get like the a year in photos during the credits. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. get to see their like life and their you know she they Abby does propose and they fucking do family things and yeah it's because it's it's the mom's instagram oh yeah it's all like instagram shit i'm just so mad at that awful unearned ending like harper does not deserve to be forgiven well and here's what here's how i feel about it i think they could have reconciled not that way Harper should, or uh, Abby should have gone home. Mm-hmm. They needed time apart. Right. They needed like a good a- minimum needs, two week break. Abby needs to move in with John. Yeah. And also like Christmas has a lot of mental control over you. Yeah. You need to get out of that sort of drama. World? Yes. <laughs> and sep- like be apart and be like, okay, can I forgive this person? Yeah. Not under the light of loves. <laughs> On Christmas Eve at midnight. On Christmas Eve at midnight, you know. You can't. Trying to, yeah. Like, it's dramatic and it's rom-com-y and it's toxic. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, and and part of what I think is the problem is that we never really get to see why the hell Abby likes Harper so yeah. much. Because the movie's from Abby's perspective. We don't see really we, any of... We barely see Harper outside of the context of her awful family. Yeah, and we don't see... And her family clearly brings out the worst in her. So what does she like mm-hmm. normally that's so attractive to Abby? Spontaneously jumping onto people's houses. Like, I, she didn't seem to be into that. Like... <laughs> Abby was like, I don't, we shouldn't do this, right? Like, she was uncomfortable yeah. with doing that. So, like, what is it that is forms the basis of the relationship? And that's part, you know, I gotta say, man, if you're doing, if you're just trying to do a classic rom-com, but make it gay, that's par for the fucking course, because that's what every rom-com, so many, like, you know, hetero relationships on film, it's just like, well, they get together because they're both attractive. And it's like, why, what's, what's their relationship what do they talk about yeah who are these people and what do they find appealing about each other other than they're hot and a lot of romances don't feel like addressing that and neither does this one mm-hmm. <laughs> they just are dating because they're good-looking lesbian women yep but you know who's a good-looking lesbian woman who's demonstrated to be cool riley <laughs> and like presumably can get along with everybody. 
She's she's very socially fluid. Like yeah. she's very cool and she's clearly very smart. She's mm-hmm. funny. She's she, she's not ostracized from any of these big events. No, she's just living life on her own fucking terms. Doctor, and clearly fucking Har- Harper. Clearly, it's possible. And Harper is just so fucking paralyzed and so weak that she just can't. <laughs> I'm so mad at this movie. <laughs> It's it's maddening. Yeah, but we've got our we've got our good Christmas movies. We're looking forward to. Yeah. Man, the last time we did a Christmas episode, it was such a good movie. White Christmas. No. Fucking that? Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think we this... were so pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, I think we're gonna. There's probably some more Christmas, new Christmas movies too that are worth a watch. Yeah. What's that one? Jingle Jangle. It yeah. looks good. Yeah, that looks good. It's probably better than this one. Oh yeah. It looks fun. This is this was fairly fun. It's infuriating. I was so mad at the fucking mall interrogation scene. I was furious. And like underutilized characters. Like John wasn't in it enough. He should have cr- crushed crushed crash. Cra- crashed the Christmas way sooner. Right? Yeah, at least we got to have his hilarious adventures of pet sitting. Hilarious adventures of pet sitting, flirting with the ex-boyfriend. Yes. Do you, so do you, do you, how much do you lift? He's like, like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> do you pump? <laughs> he was hilarious, for sure. Yeah, Dan Levy's always great. Yeah. Love that guy. He should have written the whole movie, to be honest. It would have been way better. Oh, shit. Yes. Let Dan Levy write a Christmas rom-com. It will be good. And if we look back and he did write this, shame on you, Dan Levy. I don't think he did, though. No way. No way. All right. Let's stop talking about this before I get madder. (laughs) Do you have a recommendation? (sighs) What have I been doing? What have you been doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Teen Titans is on. Yeah, you've been watching H- a lot of Teen Titans. HBO. We don't recommend Titans. People are watching it on TikTok a lot and posting bad? videos of it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was a TikTok of the like third season or something. I don't know. I might continue watching it. It seems bad. <laughs> It's like Raven's terrible. Yes. So Teen Titans, the animated show from Cartoon Network, is on HBO Max. It's wonderful. It's great. It's incredible. I didn't really watch it at the time, but I'm really enjoying watching it here and there. Everything about it is great. Mm-hmm. Titans takes everything fun about Teen Titans. And murders it in an alley. <laughs> and murders it in an alley and also like makes it a prostitute. Yeah. And traumatizes it and puts it in Detroit. Detroit! I can't believe it takes place in Detroit. <laughs> it's fucked up. Because you were cooking while I was watching a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, oh no, Robin left Gotham. And you're like, where'd he go? And I was like, Detroit. <laughs> you just started Lost laughing. Lost my shit. Awful stuff. But Teen Titans, the cartoon series, is lovely. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. And also Mandalorian's really fucking good Oh, right now. if you aren't caught up, you must, you must, you must, you must, you must. And go watch the Star Wars cartoons while you're at it. Do it. You, now it's relevant. Now it's relevant and will make more sense of, Mandalorian will make more sense. Yes. And you'll be like, holy shit. And it's good. I like screamed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can't, we, we are not allowed to talk about it here, but. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend, as was alluded earlier, uh, Tasting History with Max Miller. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun YouTube channel where this really adorable little gay guy <laughs> that we love very much, Max Miller. Remember how hard we researched? Oh, yeah. We were like, well, we were like, I was like, he's probably gay, right? We were and like, like I don't know. Gay or Mormon? Gay or Mormon? What is he? What is he? He's so sweet. He's just the sweetest, freshest-faced boy. So we were, like, frantically Googling. Yes, and you found it. He is gay. Uh, So he is just a fun history nerd like me, and he researches historical cooking and tries to recreate recipes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's really fun because he'll go through and like tell you a little bit about like the background of the dish and you know start making it and then like partway through the episode he's like time for history and tells you more sort of historical context for this food um and then finish uh, finishes up cooking and tries it and tells you what it's like <laughs> well, like the your five minute master is the sylphium yeah like the whole episode's really about sylphium sylphium but the dish is like fried fish Right, but it's a with a sylphium sauce. Yeah, so it's like, but he uses asafoetida in its yeah, place. Yeah, he use, it, it's like this whole episode about this extinct ingredient. Uh huh. But it's just a small part of this whole dish. Right. Really interesting. Yeah, he's got one of like he's he made like a, a very old version of pumpkin pie, mm-hmm. pumpkin pie. It's it's such an old recipe that they hadn't put the K into pumpkin yet, <laughs> uh, and it's not what we would think of as pumpkin pie. Well, we think of spices when we think Well, of we think of a, a pumpkin custard pie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what was theirs. It, it's, like, got, like, um, roasted pumpkin on the bottom with, like, apples on it and oh. stuff. It was apparently really good. He's like, I think I might actually like this better than a yeah, regular pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pumpkin custard, I find it a little cloying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the texture's a little funky. It, it sounds very interesting to try, but it's nothing like yeah. our modern pumpkin pie um that would be an interesting research topic what happened like how where did our pumpkin pie come from he talks about it a little yeah. bit in the episode he talks about like the history of pumpkin pie and how it became what we think of as a pumpkin pie yeah 50s dessert disaster pumpkin pie <laughs> <laughs> i like pumpkin pie i find i i like one year to year i just i change my mind on it like mm-hmm. some years i'm like oh it's pretty good other years i'm like i won't even try it <laughs> i prefer a fruit pie Everybody's Even though pumpkins are fruit? I don't... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, go check out Tasting History if you like food and history. And those are my favorite things. <laughs> hey, guys. He's so cute. He's, he's so cute and his, his boyfriend's little, like, Pokemon plushies are always changing the Always a different Pokemon plush in the background, so you know they're cool. Yeah. They're great. He's super funny. Go watch Tasting History. That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, and elsewhere. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen so more nerds can find us. We appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. If you really hated our hiatus, let us know on Twitter, <laughs> at LitMeritPod. Yeah. We also post updates and news there. Except we didn't this time. We didn't tell anyone. We just sort of stopped making episodes for a minute. Yeah. So sorry for not upholding that promise. <laughs> And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. We just re-listened to that album last night, and it's just still a banger. Until next time, remember... No guilty (laughs) 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 pleasure.